0: revolution from your bed we are doing something very interesting today we are actually live on clubhouse at the same time that i'm recording this episode and it is very interesting clubhouse is a new social media network that is emphasizing let's call it chat rooms but it's not text based it's vocal based and it's kind of the hot new things i've been in very very empowering and interesting discussions in the last few weeks in Clubhouse and I've opened a club in Clubhouse it's like a page in other social networks for our podcast and my activities in Revolution from Your Bed and I wanted to discuss things that are holding us back today I think that in the last few weeks I've been hearing a lot about okay, Corona has been here, we've been quarantined, on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off, and in the first two months, it's been crazy hard, but amazing, I rediscovered myself, and then I rediscovered what I want to do, and maybe I left my job, or I I started to write, or I started to bake, or all these amazing things that happened to everybody during Corona, and then quarantine off and on and off, it depends which country are you from, and a lot of people are experiencing what some people call Corona or Covid-fatigued or quarantine-fatigued which has nothing to do technically with being actually infected with the virus but the mental strain, the, the mental stress that we can burden of course has its limits and uh, for a lot of people this break in economic stability, this break in income of course, this break in routine is starting to not be only empowering but very tough. And I'm connecting it to things that are holding us back because I think that as a chronic illness patient or as chronic illness patients in general, we are kind of experts in being on the parallel lines of society, kind of, we are part of society, but we're not really part of society. We are included, but we are also excluded, but mainly daily life speaking, we are actually not really taking full part. It's more like everybody has got the vaccination and they're out and we're still unvaccinated and we're home. So many of the chronic illness patients that I know, this routine of quarantine is not new to them. And I think that the connection to things that are holding us back lay in this state of mind of being quarantined or the state of mind of being alive, well, and with healthy and good balanced routines. Of course, everybody can have tough times and it's totally okay. And I'm the greatest advocate for mental health and emotional supports need but I think that a lot of people are finding it hard to move ahead because they have setbacks, which are kind of maybe hardwired in them. It's a big topic, and in the past few weeks I've been part of a lot of discussions that are talking about traumas and fears and other setbacks in life. But I think eventually there is a difference between the story we tell ourselves and the actual actions we do in life. It can be the simplest thing, like, I need to go to the supermarket to get something, but I will procrastinate all day long because I'm quarantined and like, oh no, like, I'm too lazy to go out, or it's raining or snowing or whatever. So is this has something to do with my past traumas and so on? Maybe not, but it has something to do with putting the story, the needs, the routines, the actual things i'm telling myself every day to the ground and to the things i need to do and for a lot of really high developed creative thinkers there is a huge gap between what their mind is doing and what their body is doing and i see it as a chronic illness patient when you spend so many years in bed so much time you kind of develop your own world your internal world and i think that The stories you tell yourself, the hope you give yourself, are on the one hand your kind of safe haven, but on the other hand, sometimes this is the hard part of rehabilitation, to take everything that you have in your mind and to take everything that is physically happening with your body and connect them together into an action plan, to go out, to actually do the exercises that you need, to go out to the rehabilitation center, to start participating in daily activities. You know, many health coaches would probably tell chronic illness patients to to have some sort of routine that demands him or her to leave home, unless there is, of course, a bad written situation. But if there is a possibility, even the slightest, to leave home, it's probably a healthy thing to do. But for many patients, the outside world is becoming a very scary place and many patients are developing agoraphobia which is the kind of the fear of public crowds or the fear of the outside and it's very common so why do I tell you about chronic illness patients and their internal world and their fears and agoraphobia because I think that all of us now during corona are kind of developing the same symptoms we are kind of living very internally we are very dependent on social media to keep us attached but unlike clubhouse which for me was a very empowering experience and the discussion there was very flat egoed very very equal you can go on to this stage and talk to experts and uh, say what you think like for instance patients talking to doctors and uh, celebrities talking to celebrities wannabes and so on other social media network kind of deflect or reflect the world in a refraction type of mirroring which is not actually what's happening in the real world like if you're only feeding yourself in regular social media and you have a lot you want to do so you have this mind gap that you're consuming a lot of uh, kind of entertainment and you're connected to people because you're trying to have some video calls you're trying to do some work you're trying to do this and that But eventually, your picture of the world is very distorted, just like us chronic illness patients that we see the world as a very scary place because you know we might feel unwell people might not let us sit in the bus people might kind of be rude to us in the street because we walk too slow or we take the escalator in a way that we block some other people or many other disabilities manifest in many other ways but the daily concern we have makes the world also a very scary place so you can tell me hey Roy but For a healthy person, yeah, I'm quarantined, but I'm going to the supermarkets once in a few days, and maybe I'm going on a jog or on a run or a walk. Everything is super fine. I think everything is not super fine because eventually the way we see the world has changed, not only the physical world itself. And those things are serving as a mega amplifiers for our natural setbacks. I think it's actually relatively easy to solve. I think that the conjoining of the real world with the picture you have of the world can be solved by, again, healthy routines. And it really depends on the quarantine situation and where you are, but I mentioned before that healthy routines at home that will require you to do some sort of mindful activity will require you to do indoor exercise and, as far as you can, outdoor exercise and when it's not possible because of social distancing to kind of make herself prioritize socializing online. And watching people's feed on Instagram, this is not socializing, guys. Like, I deleted Instagram from my phone. I deleted facebook for my phone like for for a long period of time i thought oh those people are my friends because i have real friends there and i have some people maybe 10 people that i met on instagram and it was kind of yeah we, you know we endorse each other but unlike real friendship you are kind of being fed a stream of information and you're feeding a stream of information and it's very hard to establish A real genuine connection so I would prefer you to basically schedule a weekly call with a group of friends a weekly call with your family if you're not with them at least a weekly call a weekly call with somebody you haven't talked to in a while and people have done this for the last year they've been kind of reconsidering their relationships and friendships and I know sometimes it's hard to stay in touch it's really hard because life goes on but what i found is there is no shame and no ego ego damage if you just pick up your phone and sometimes the distance between me i'm in my phone all day long but to actually text somebody i think about so i mentioned this before my rule is if i think about somebody i'll text them like not obsessively but if i think about a friend oh something reminded me this food i ate oh we ate this when i was in this and this trip with him or her i will text them i will email them yes guys email is a real thing and email unlike instant messaging is something that people are not stressed to answer sometimes people feel bombarded with instant messages and then all the notification and everything it's very hard to to actually be in the mind space to reply Unless it's somebody super close and then the other side may be insulted and so on So what I think is that if you actually write an email, it's like writing a letter in the old days This is something that it shows you invested time You're not expecting an immediate reaction and you can say what you think not using only emojis and very short sentences But you can actually elaborate on ideas I have a friend that is also an entrepreneur and we write emails to each other once in a while because it's not very easy to talk in the same time zone and so on. So yes, so why not? Like, I have an idea for a project and I want to discuss it. So instead of saying, hey man, I have an idea for a project and he's right now jogging, so he's can, he cannot reply. And when he replies, I'm not in the mind space to answer. Write emails, guys. <laughs> I wish you can write real letters because there is not a shame in it. And it's not only romantic, it's, it's really takes this effort of mind space on actually going to the post, doing something. It's also wonderful, but write emails, schedule calls. Like I had some friends who just like, you know, pick up the phone and ring or start a video call without me being ready. And then like they're insulted that I cannot answer. You can schedule a call. You can like, just like you schedule the meeting, like text a friend, say, hey guys, I've been thinking about you. Can we schedule a call for next week let's have a half an hour coffee together and then you bring your coffee and then you discuss whatever you want to discuss i know you've seen these ideas in many other places but those setbacks to actually do something that we have in our mind is super amplified during corona so what i'm doing is that i'm putting down in notes app or in in a to-do list app. Things that I not only need to do, things that are work-related or errand-related, but also things that are social, like, okay, I want to have a call with this friend, or I want to go buy this thing, and instead of ordering it online, I will make the effort because now shops are open in some places, and I will do it. So. It doesn't have to be immediately, but if you put in your task list also things that you can do later, which are social, which are self-development, like like everything that you want to do, you kind of put somewhere in written, then you can plan it really easily. And what I find is that scheduling those things, really makes me feel better and kind of shorten the gap between the things I have in my mind and the thing I'm actually doing during COVID. An excellent example, and by the way, Clubhouse was developed by the same company, that that the product I'm going to mention was developed by them as well. There is this wonderful website called Notion. notion Notion.so, I think SO means social. It's basically a very elaborate open code, kind of open sourced to-do list. It's kind of a list app, but you can do whatever you want with it and insert any type of information that you want. So it's not only kind of a linear to-do list and you have a lot of templates. So I know people like medical students who their entire school is being kind of dictated by Notion instead of OneNote because it's more kind of flexible and let them do more. I found Notion super cool because I have many types of lists, I have like podcast ideas, YouTube ideas, startup ideas, things that I need to do on a daily basis, things that are more social, you can put there books you want to read, kind of reflect on them, movies you want to watch, reflect on them and so on. I think that Notion is a very good way to kind of shorten the gap between your internal world during Covid, trying to do things and kind of need to dealing with actually putting down the things to action. Notion will be a great example of it. Everything regarding physical activity, I'm using an Apple Watch, but today you can really buy like a $20 or $30 worth of fitness tracker. Like Xiaomi has really great products for the price. And I bought a few of my friends and relatives Xiaomi watches, uh, Xiaomi fitness bands as gifts because. Okay, you think you want to do a sport routine, but you don't get to it, so your fitness tracker or your watch will bug you until you do it. Like you don't have enough steps today, you're not standing enough today, you're not mindful enough today because your pulse is too high or so on. So this is another tangible way you can start doing things and not just thinking about things. But the last advice for today would be that if you're already developing this internal world and you have more time than usual, because usually you're very busy and now you have more time to think, reflect, guys, journal, reflect, it doesn't have to be structured, you can use Notion for that as well, just have a free style kind of notebook and it doesn't have to be my dear diary today, hi, I but just write whatever you think. It it can end up as a poem, short story, or just a mess of few paragraphs that you think, okay, I am self criticizing myself for not exercising in the last few weeks. And then after you reflect it, you can put it down to action. What I can do, I can decide that I'm four times a week going on a 40 minutes walk, listening to this podcast. For me, sometimes that I'm like, for me, music is life. But if I'm feeling that it's very hard for me to walk during a certain day, I say, okay, I want to listen to this podcast. And I'm probably not going to sit on my couch and just look at the wall and listen to a podcast. So I'm going to do it while walking. Put things down to action. Shorten the gap. Put something tangible between your thought, the action, in the gap. Put something tangible. You want to do a walk, you're not motivated. Find a 40 minutes or so, 45 minutes, one hour podcast that you really want to listen to. And then do a walk listening to it. You want to journal and you don't journal. Find a time in the day, like for instance, you're in the shower, you have all this thought, get out of the shower, put a towel on and then start writing or typing it. Put something tangible in between. Our setbacks can be a lot and we can talk a season about setbacks, but our setbacks at the end of the day are only the gap between what we think in our internal world to our actions. Guys, this season has been great. I'm hearing a lot of wonderful, wonderful comments from friends, relatives, family and people that I never met before who just listened to my podcast. So thank you so much for following me and listening to this podcast. It means the world to me and I wish this platform would be existed when I was sick because I think it would be really empowering for me back then. We have a lot of holidays coming up, so happy Easter to whoever have the Easter, and happy Passover to my fellow Jews, and happy Omuz to the Persian people, and Ramadan is coming up soon if I'm not mistaken. So happy holidays to all of you. I'm Jewish, so for us, um, Passover or our Easter is all about freedom. And I really wish us to have an actual freedom very soon with COVID so we can go back and live our life to the fullest. But freedom starts from within and never forget it, that it's all in your head eventually, for better or worse. This wonderful music that you're listening to was brought to you by a wonderful, wonderful musician. I cannot even stress how much you need to listen to her. So. The link is down below. Look her up. She has amazing low file beats for studying and relaxation and other creations and productions with other artists. Just check her out. She's really awesome. And thank you so much for the amazing music that you provided me. And I will see you in the next season. I wish you health, happy holidays and freedom. See you soon.